So I've been asked to um, speak about fresh starts this morning. And um, my question is, if you were given a fresh start this morning, what would your next move be? If you were given a complete fresh start this morning, what would your next move be? There's something about back to school that makes us sort of think about fresh starts. Everyone's got that sort of feeling of possibility. It's almost like a mini new year, isn't it? You know, kids are like, all those grades, they're behind me now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an A student this year. Parents are like, I'm going to be more involved in school. I'm going to be more involved in church. I'm really going to get going. Adult learners, it's another chance to get that degree or that new goal. It's, it's a bit like a mini new year. And um, for me, I'm for the first time, actually finding that I'm right in the middle of that kind of new start. I left my last job on Friday, and on Monday, I'm going to start teaching um, tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to start teaching in the school. Oh, my goodness. So, (laughs) new start for me. There's lots of feelings. Fear being the primary one right now. (laughs) But we can get a little bit caught up in the world thinking of these new starts, of these mini New Year's. Um, we sort of think that if we get that new house, everything will be different. If we get that new job, everything's going to be different. If I can just sort that diet out, I'll fix everything. And, you know, and for me, I don't know about you, but I have to start that on a Monday. If I'm going to start a diet, it's got to be a Monday. And if I fail by Tuesday, I can't start it again until a Monday. It's, it's got to be a Monday. And I think we can place a bit too much emphasis on what some of these things can mean. Um, There was an article in The Guardian a few years ago. It said, whose life is so perfect that they don't think they'd make a better job of it second time around? But the the writer says, one problem with this is that people are are quite complex, that if you change one aspect, then you forget a lot of other things that are going on. Or there's that focusing illusion. We overestimate the effect of any life change, such as moving or marriage, will have on our happiness. They did like a bit of a test, and they asked Californians and freezing Nebraskans who's happier. And both answered, well, it must be the Californians, because they're all nice and warm. But actually, there was no difference. We think that we're making a fresh start when really we're just adjusting one or two variables. And there's a bit of a deeper problem, because actually it relies on us to do it. So it's us trying to change us. And... I don't know about you, but I start off quite well, and then it sort of, it tails off. Thankfully, as Christians, we know that there's much more to it than that. Because that's pretty unmotivating, isn't it? But we know that it doesn't rely on us, it relies on God. We know that it doesn't rely on our self-deciding that we're going to do something, but God, the God who is the God of continual fresh starts. The whole Bible is about an offer of us to a complete fresh start. It's got story after story of people being offered a fresh start. The thief on the cross next to Jesus. King David, the woman caught in adultery. And some of the stuff that I want to look at today is, um, the, you know, the Joshua and the promised lands, the people of Israel. So my lovely old work, they gave me some new things that I might need in my new job. So the first thing if you start in a new start is you might have to leave some things behind. I was a little bit tearful on Friday, if I'm being honest. I sort of ran out the door and, in fact, didn't even say bye to everybody because I was just a bit like, ooh. You know, they they were more than just work colleagues. Some of those people were friends. But it's absolutely necessary for me to say goodbye to some things if I'm going to start in my new thing. It um, It says in Isaiah 43, The Lord says, Forget about what has happened before. Do not think about the past. Instead, look at the new things I'm going to do. And in Joshua, God said... Um, 
Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you need to get ready. Cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give to the Israelites. God was telling Joshua it was time for him to take his position and to look to new things ahead. Church, it's time for us to take our position and look to the new things that are ahead for us. He had to leave the past worries, the past sorrows, the pains, and probably, you know, he's, he's lost his mentor. But um, I know that we've looked at this passage quite a bit um, as a church, but I really feel, I've been reading, and he was talking about that what does the promised land signify? And um, one commentator says that it, it, it's not actually just heaven, it's holiness. The promised land signifies holiness. And I really believe this is a time that we can step up and make a fresh start and be a people that are dedicated to holiness. So one of the things my lovely work gave me was some chocolate. Oh. Why, did they, why did they give me chocolate? <laughs> what was that? Share it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not so good with sharing chocolate. <laughs> new start. I know, new fresh start. The rest of the... I'm going to share my chocolate. <laughs> but why did, they, why did they give me chocolate? I think because I enjoy it, because I like it, to offer me some form of contentment, and to say that this isn't just a leaving, this is a celebration. This is a new thing. You're not just moving from something, you're moving into something. And um, I really f- feel that it's about the victory mentality rather than the survival mentality. And um, David Pawson's the guy that I was talking about. He outlined the promised land as holiness. And I believe that God is offering us a new start and calling us to a renewed determination of holiness. A fresh chance for us to be visibly branded as his. A, um, and to move into a new level of enjoyment and a new level of peace in that. Because um, he outlined that Moses means, the, word, the name Moses means drawn out. And the name Joshua the old name meant salvation, and the new name means God saves. So he talks about it's all too easy to get out of Egypt but still be living in the wilderness. It's all too easy to get out of Egypt and still be living in the wilderness. If I stayed in today, I've not yet made my new start because that's tomorrow, that's in the morning when I have to get up and pretend I know what I'm doing as a teacher. <laughs> and um, church, it's time for us to leave the wilderness and start to enjoy the glory of the Christian life. It's time to be a victorious people. It says in Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. God has already promised us that land. He's already promised us that victory. He's already promised us that holiness. We've just got to claim it as ours. The other thing they gave me is a bag to look all teachery and carry my essentials, make it look like I know what I'm doing. So what kind of essentials do we need to make our fresh start? What kind of accessories do we need to carry with us? I would argue the absolutely only essential is God. We need to take him with us to help us face our fears, our uncertainties, and our dreams. Whether we've got a new start in a new job or in a school or whatever, or whether we just want a fresh start with God today because he is continually offering us that fresh start. And the only essential that we need is him. In in Joshua 1.5, it says, No one will be able to stand against you all of the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. God's saying that you you can completely trust me for today, tomorrow, and the future. So we just need to carry him. They gave me some stationery. 
every, uh, I don't know, does every teacher need a multicolored pen? I've got a multicolored pen. And um, somewhere in here, oh yeah, to-do list. Blank at the minute, I fear by the end of tomorrow, quite long. <laughs> to-do list and stationery. Do you sometimes start your fresh start with all those good intentions? You've got your, you've got your new book. It's like a clean slate. I'm going to do my handwriting really neat this year. I'm going to be dead organized. And, you know, my house, my house is going to be clean. I'm going to have all the clothes out ready for Eva each day. Or, you know, whatever, whatever yours is. Do you start with brilliant intentions and then find yourself a couple of weeks in there, just sort of slipped a bit. And I don't know about you, but my handwriting's off the page. Eva's clothes haven't even made it through the wash. Sally turns up in the morning and I'm like, there's, there's Eva, <laughs> there's some clothes somewhere. God gave Joshua a simple method for success in him, a simple method for our fresh starts to continue. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it from the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in, written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Our keys to success are just our relationship with God, meditating on his word and not swaying from the left to the right. And we've been talking about 2 Tim 2. It says, a soldier, a soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making deals in the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out his orders. Do the job that you are meant to do. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules will never get anywhere. Do the job that you were meant to do. The diligent farmer who gets the, who gets the produce. It's the diligent farmer who gets the produce. Think it over. God will make it plain. Concentrate on doing your best for God. You won't work. You won't be ashamed of laying out the truth, plain and simple. In 2021, it says a well-furnished kitchen. There are they're not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers serve fine meals, and others only take out the rubbish. I love this line. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. Let's be containers. Let's be vessels that God can use to present any kind of gift to his servants. Let's determine that we want to be a new level of holiness. Um, The last, one of the last things they gave me was a card. And then they made me this little book where they wrote what they thought about me. They wrote the nice things that they thought about me. <laughs> they left all the other things hidden away in the back of their head. But why did they do that? I think they did it to remind me who I am to them. I think they did it to encourage me. And I think they did it to say, take what, who you are here, that will help you be a success there. And God gave Joshua continual encouragement. Be strong and courageous. Remember that it's all about God being with him. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. We just need to look beyond ourselves and remember that it's all about God. Our ability to make lasting changes, I think we've probably all got evidence that actually our own ability is not strong enough. But if we rely on God, he can change us for, he can change us for the good. And then the last bit of that, chapter one, is the people are then encouraging Moses. They're, what God said to Moses, uh, Joshua in private, the people then said to Joshua in public. And 
It's so important for us to encourage each other in that pursuit of holiness. It's so important for us to encourage each other and say, I know that you've got it in you. I know that this is what God's calling you to. I know that you can live this amazing life. And um, let's determine as a church that this, this can be a fresh start for us, that we want to be marked out as holy and we want to be marked out as a people that encourage each other in that holiness. God is always offering a fresh start. What's your next move? What's your next move? Somebody called Joseph Mazzala wrote, I was able to make a fresh start recently. It felt so good to be able to put all of those past mistakes behind me. It felt so wonderful to be able to look towards the future with clear eyes and a clean heart. It felt glorious to greet the new day with a peaceful mind and a joyful soul. I didn't get my fresh start by moving to another town. I didn't get it by starting a new job. And I didn't get it by going on a holiday. I didn't even buy anything. I didn't get it by changing the world around me at all. Those type of changes never work anyway. You can't clean your house by sweeping the pavement. How did I get my fresh start then? I simply opened my eyes this morning. You see, every day of our lives can be a fresh start if we, if we wish. Each morning is another gift from God where we can begin again to clean our house and within and live our lives better than we did before. God is always offering a fresh start. What's your next move?